Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. All right, guys, we are in beautiful Santa Monica, California. We're actually across from the Bodega Winery. Uh, I shouldn't call it a winery. It's more like a wine bar. And it's one of my old school favorite places. I used to go there in my heyday. And actually, that used to be a co-working space a long time ago as well. So anyways, we've got a little two-camera setup here. And I'm with Carrie Peterson from Superior Reach, which is an agency. And what's going on? Why are you in L.A.? I am actually here for a meetup with Kat Howell, okay. FATC. She owns an agency overseas, and I'm just out here with my son, spending a little time in California, enjoying the weather. Mm, yeah. It's starting to cool off in Minnesota, where we're from, so just excited to be here. Very cool, yeah. So I guess there's a couple of things that I wanted to capture in this conversation. So the first thing is, I'd love to kind of dive deeper into you know the realm and the world of Facebook advertising. So I know that my personal story is that I'm a big fan of Facebook advertising. You know, we have some cool integrations. Facebook lead gen ads integrate directly to Dub via Zapier. That's kind of a new thing. It's called Dub Leads. We haven't formally announced that yet, but that's going to be a new thing um, that we're going to put out there soon. But, you know, I've definitely been through the ringer on spending money in advertising, you know, burning through a lot of cash, trying to get data, trying to A-B test, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, was I burned? Maybe, or maybe it was just sort of the ultimate kind of learning process. I mean, I think one of my biggest frustrations coming previously from the agency space is people don't really understand the idea of learnings and the fact that that costs money. It's a thousand, it's 10,000, it's 20,000, it's sometimes $100,000 of just learnings and data and figuring out what works. So that's my first question. What's the sort of necessary evil, the necessary amount of money that people should expect to pay to really get the learnings to understand what's going to work? Well, first of all, I'll just preface by saying that you can spend a lot of money very quickly, but what's more important is that you take the time to do your research on the front end. So first of all, you have to figure out your persona. So what type of client or customer are you trying to draw in, right? In Facebook, there's an area where you can look at the analytics, you can see what that particular persona is doing, right? So you do, you go into Facebook analytics and you do the research on the front end. Okay, you find out what are they reading, what are they viewing, what are they interested in, and then you can even niche it down even more based on demographics, age, gender, things like that. But you decide what your persona looks like, what is their issue, what is their problem, okay? So you have to kind of peel back the layers of the onion, right? When you get to the core service that you want to offer them, then you start building on that. So all that to say, how much money could you spend? Well, you can work with any budget. You know, when I first started, you know, running Facebook ads, I was doing $5 a day. Now with a video, that'll go very far, right? Videos, especially a live video, you could spend, you know, maybe a couple cents per view. Recently, one of my clients had views for one cent. I was getting each view was one cent. So then what you do is you, depending on your budget, you're going to do retargeting. So you're going to remarket middle of funnel for that particular viewer. You're going to run another ad retargeting them. So if they haven't purchased or signed up, then you're going to run another ad that they're going to see a second ad at a different level, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. 
events. Yeah. And you can bring it in through Messenger if you want. You can start engaging them with Messenger. I think everybody knows now Messenger is where things are going. Facebook ads, you know, uh, Facebook wants us to be marketing through Messenger and through groups and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna show favor on that middle of funnel Messenger. So at that point, now you've really established that relationship. All this, when you're engaging with them and they're engaging with you, that's gonna bring your ad spend down. Mm Okay, that's what people don't realize. They spend a ton of money driving people to their website. Okay, now you've got them there. How are you gonna give them value or something that they can engage with, whether it's downloading or engaging, you know, commenting on your video. You can actually embed it where they can comment below the video. Mm-hmm. You know, embed your Facebook video. They can comment. Now Facebook sees that, right? So I'm basically giving you tips that you can bring your costs down. But you can literally start marketing for $5 a day on Facebook. Mm. And I would recommend video. And that's why I love Dub because you guys are very, you know, that is your platform, right? The value of video. And I currently use Dub quite a bit. I use it for prospecting, things like that. So it's very, very valuable. And, you know, I think a lot of companies are either, like you were saying, they have a video phobia (laughs) or they don't understand how many viewers they can draw in. That video could get them so much residual effect with those potential people. So I don't know if that's kind of a roundabout way of answering your question, but I would say at least $5 a day, but move up from there. Yeah. And just keep increasing your budget, so. Well, I love how you kind of made that very accessible and not intimidating. And, you know, sometimes companies have decent budgets and the place that they're putting those budgets is in different places. It's in conferences or it's in sending people out to have meetings, you know, in physical locations, expensive dinners you know, all sorts of things like that. So I think it's actually really interesting to let people know that, you know, Facebook advertising is a very viable source. We do Facebook ads right now. They're pretty much all videos. The setup that we have for Dub is we have leads, which is top of funnel, and that's someone that's not signed up. Those are 100% lead gen ads. Those have lead forms that import the leads directly into the Dub sort of database, and then we send three personalized invites to sign up for Dub. So that's the way our kind of ecosystem works right now. And then those are three days separated, and each one of those has slight value prop. Um, It's got, you know, some informative stuff within the email. And then after that, those three invites go out, then it triggers sort of targeted kind of email drip sequence. And that's just, I think it's almost up to 40 emails now. And that's just taking all the content that we've done. It's taking our daily dub episodes. It's taking our blogs and our eBooks. You know, the most valuable stuff is front loaded. And then it kind of goes down to the most accessible stuff, very general stuff, maybe less kind of dub focused, less salesy. And then throughout that process, you know, hopefully we hope that people see us on social channels, see us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, start to see the brand, start to see how kind of accessible we are. And then hopefully at some point click. And then that is what triggers our retargeting. And then that's our signup campaign. So now we're trying to get our signups to then of course subscribe. So that's kind of middle of funnel and that's Mm -hmm. a subscription forward thing. And then once people visit the subscription page, then we have subscription retargeting campaigns. And then those actually have a discount. So those are actually the only ads that have a discount. So if you wanna get a discount, what you gotta do is sign up, click, don't subscribe, and then go to Facebook and then you'll probably see a little, you know, 10% off. And the thing that's interesting is that Carrie, you are actually a star in many of our ads. I don't know if you've seen that. (laughs) 
So your testimonial, we, we sort of tested a lot of different things. And the ad that starts with, I think your testimonial actually converted the best. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's very flattering. Yeah, so you're getting a lot of free branding and free advertising awesome. on Facebook from us. That's totally awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I love what Dub does because I think it's relationship-based. So when I'm doing prospecting, whether it's online through sending a prospect email or whatnot, I can not only see the analytics for myself, but I can also engage with them. And even with the app, you can immediately, you're not always sitting at your computer, but I can use that app to you know, send something immediately when I get that process, because time is of the essence, right? So whether you're sending out lead emails or you know, you're trying to watch those analytics to see if they're not even interested, if they're not even opening it, that tells you something, right? Mm, yeah. You know, and so that's whenever you're marketing, that's what you want to do is I think a lot of people start the ads. They don't pay attention to, you know, what is their view rate? You know, how long are they watching that? Facebook will tell you if they're watching over three seconds, you know, 10 seconds. And then you can do a lookalike audience, a targeting audience. So there's, you know, a lot of things you can do that people don't realize in the analytics piece. So I usually try to tell my clients, okay, this is what's working. This is what it, sometimes images do great. If it's yeah. a very visual product, if it's like jewelry or something, I've noticed that visual images do better than video. You know, so it just depends on what product or service you're trying to promote. Mm -hmm. You have to try different types of, of ads. You have to try, you know, video and try images and try asking them questions where they engage with that questionnaire or um, you can do a survey monkey or things like that. There's different things that you can do to get them engaged. If you're not getting engagement on your page, then you need to be looking at, you know, what type of people are on your page and what are their interests there again, do your research. Yeah. So don't just put up ads but actually follow up and go in there and look at the analytics yeah well I mean that's some really important intel to me because I think that my mind is so stuck in the video space that I think I just kind of defaulted to only doing video ads so we we don't have any image ads right now and note to self let's get some image ads to kind of test stuff out I think I just got sort of I don't know if it's brainwashed or what but <laughs> but I agree with you what I love about the idea of an image ad if it's cost per click is that my understanding is that video ads on Facebook are they're all CPM based is that true or is there such a CPC video ad. I actually don't recall right now. So I think that's something uh, worth looking into. I think the cool thing about image ads is that you're not going to get charged on an impression basis. So you don't pay for something that, that someone doesn't click on. So I think that might be something yeah, valuable. So what's working right now is doing a conversion-based ad, driving them to a page, mm -hmm. and then once they get there, you have the pixel acquiring that data. So you need to be looking at, you need to dig deep. So in Facebook, you can actually go deep into the analytics, see the pixel data, and really create your own, kind of gather your own types of intel that you're looking for. You can find out where they're coming from, what page they're leaving, you know, lots of different things. And so that's what's working right now is to do that landing page. And I think a lot of people are trying to do the lead forms right now, which yeah. are expensive. Mm -hmm. They're very expensive. Yeah. And so that engagement piece is just, it's its crucial for the cost. And see, you know, cost per click can get quite pricey and burn yeah. right through your budget real quick. So yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. That's some great intel. I really appreciate that. You know, if you guys have questions, comments, throw them below. We'd love to, you know, get some answers for you. We don't know all the answers, but we'd love to get the conversation started. Um, I think one of the other things that I wanted to address in our little combo here is at HubSpot's inbound event this last week, and we met up with one of our partners from Support Ninja. Her name is Marion, and Marion's a great partner to us and a great friend. And, you know, we actually shot an episode in Napa, which is kind of a cool one. 
talking about the importance of partnerships and business development. And she sort of kicked me in the butt and said, listen, you know, you got to kick off dub partnerships, which is basically taking relationships like this with firms like yours and with Support Ninja and actually formalizing it and having a page on the website and getting some sort of partnership agreements in order. And that way, if someone comes to us and they say, hey, listen, we need to hire, you know, an expert in Facebook advertising, we need an agency, I can pass them off to you. So that way, you know, we can constantly be, you know, providing value, end-to-end solutions, you know, not just sort of cutting people off at some point, you know, provide end-to-end, A-to-Z, soup-to-nuts solutions. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to formally invite you to the Dub Partnerships program with Superior Reach. And essentially what that entails is some sort of a referral, like a mutually beneficial referral program, and then, you know, feature you on the Dub website. You know, this is not live yet, but dub.com forward slash partners. And uh, so I wanted to throw that at you and uh, see what you think. I think that's incredible. I, uh, growing through my businesses through the years, including Superior Reach, we are huge on collaborating with like-minded individuals, partnering with them. Referral and relationships are very, 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 very important. I can't emphasize that enough. It's highly competitive. We all have our own expertise. We have things that we specialize in. And clearly, your software has done huge things for our agency. So absolutely, I would love to partner yeah. with you guys. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And I think that I love what you just said, that it's all about partnerships, relationships. And I think that it's often that we get stuck in our heads and we say, look, we need to sell, sell, sell. We've got deadlines. We've got quotas. You know, we got to keep the lights on. We got bills to pay. We got mortgages. We got kids, all that stuff. But I think it's important to take a step back and say, look, what is our long term goal and how are we going to provide, you know, profitability, sustainability for the future, not just for today. And I think that, you know, partnerships and relationships obviously are the key to that. It just takes time. It's a longer ROI. So I think there's a little bit of patience involved here. (laughs) I think people need to expand their horizon a bit and realize, I think as entrepreneurs, as owners, we can think that our way is the only way or we can do it all ourselves. And I did that for years with a previous company of mine. Did it all, right? And what you're really doing is ruining opportunities for yourself and revenue. I mean, honestly, if you try to do everything yourself and not bring in partners and collaborate with people, you're literally losing money because, like I said, everybody has expertise and you don't have enough time to do everything yourself. Right. So it might be the video piece. It might be the marketing piece. It might be, you know, editing things and putting it online for social media. So, you know, I recently brought on several people to Superior Reach, you know, outsourced to them, brought them on a team. And it's really, really helped to bring the pressure level down for me, right? Yeah. And so that's what I would say to all the business owners out there is just, you know, think about who you could partner with to add value to your company because it is adding value, right? The better you serve your clients, the more clients and customers you're going to have. Yeah. So it's, it's something to think about. So yeah. I appreciate that offer. That's, that's awesome. So you came here with your son. So that's really cool. Incorporating, you know, your family into your whole process, your networking. That's really exciting. So I'm going to just give my little diatribe on sort of the importance of content creation. And I know I talk about this a lot, but one of the things that Carrie, you asked me when we met up, what is sort of my process and what is the philosophy? And our goal was to essentially figure out ways to create content so that we could build relationships generate leads, get people to sign up, lift our brand up, go through that whole sort of marketing process, but then also at the same time, you know, do the things that we used to do, which is, you know, one-to-one selling and just the idea of sharing content and really pitching. But I think the paradigm shift now for us has been, 
instead of all those kind of traditional sales tactics, it's to capture content, put content out there, you know, get people in some sort of an attention loop so that they continue to hear about us through emails and through social channels and word of mouth. And that effectively lifts our brand up without requiring that we spend a ton of money on advertising. So I think that our desire and our obsession and our kind of raging kind of yearning to create content and to put it out there, it really comes from a place of wanting to lift the brand, wanting to educate people, wanting to provide value, and then not necessarily you know, burning most of our money on places that might not be the most efficient place to do so. So an example of that would be you know, going to a conference and instead of spending an, you know, thirty dollars or $40,000 on a booth, it's creating content, providing value, you know, in this case, in our last example, you know, we shot these commercials, the Dub 100. You know, we can kind of cut some of those examples in this video, but that was a really important process for us because it was all about providing value, and I think people enjoyed that. So we got some good response on that. So I guess my question is, what are some of the things that you would like to do to capture content and to put it out there? What are your sort of like goals, and how can we help you with Dub, with the platform, you know, with education? Throw some at me here. Well, I think, first of all, what I'm working on is helping, you know, businesses to understand the branding piece. Now, it used to be, you know, brochures and flyers and, you know, paper things that they would send through the mail and things like that. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work, but what I'm saying is things have shifted. So I'm trying to teach and educate business owners, entrepreneurs, the importance of their branding piece. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the voice of their company? Like you were just explaining, what is their mission? What is their ideal customer? Then from there, you know, keeping their branding looking a certain way, it needs to be consistent, okay? So building trust on the front end, right? Building that trust from the minute, you know, someone lands on your website or your social media. What is their initial impression? From there, you know, driving that conversion in where they, you know, they are going to want to learn, giving them a value piece, right? So whether it's a download of free content, right? That's what I love about you guys. You guys have so much content for people to learn from and engage with. And that organic piece is dying away. I think people feel like, I can't do Facebook ads or you know, I can't do this or that. And so they get all locked up and they get scared to give that value piece. So what I want to do is help them to feel their product or service is important, it's unique, it has its own voice, just like every person is unique, every brand is unique, and just helping them find that brand voice, mm -hmm. helping them stand apart from everybody else, not look at the competition, but look how they're unique, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the blue ocean strategy, you yeah. know, definitely, you know, so it's just really helping these companies that feel lost. Yeah. They feel like like people are not seeing my stuff. People are not clicking on it. What do I do? I'm, I have a consulting client right now, huge company, and they're just really struggling to get that engagement piece, like no likes, no. And you know, it used to be about 4% of the people were seeing your stuff on Facebook. Now it's less than that. Yeah. And so, you know, they're just very discouraged. So I try to encourage them, teach them the basics you know, like, how would your brand stand apart? What's the first impression? Getting a video together, you know, having the person that's at the top tier of the company get on the camera, even if they don't want to, trying to just build that gap between them and their client or customer. Yeah, I love that. So, I don't know, it's just a way for people to lock in that relationship that I'm talking about. When I built my previous company, it was almost all organic, and I think, I see people, they just don't know what to do yeah. to get that organic piece, and I, it's unfortunate. Yeah. 
Let's before we forget, let's get um, some links. So how can people find you and Superior Reach? SuperiorReach.com is our website. We are on YouTube. I just recently started a podcast, OnlineGrowthTips.com. And I also have a website, GaryPeterson.net. So any of those areas, I'm pretty active on social media. LinkedIn, I'm also on there. You know, it's just me always trying to give a piece of valuable content. I've been going live since, I think it was about 2012, I started going live and just trying to give people mindset, you know, teaching or different tips of how to do Facebook Lives or how to, you know, so we're always putting content out there. So we would love to have you. And if you have any questions or concerns, you're welcome to send me an email at carrie at superiorreach.com. It's C-A-R-R-I-E. Two R's and an I-E. (laughs) Old-fashioned spelling is what my grandma used to say. (laughs) Well, I would also encourage you to, um, you know, share. I'd love to get any content from you at at all possible. You know, please mention me in your posts whenever sort of relevant, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. I mean, one of the things that I have been really kind of inspired by is I think a lot of people in business, they suffer from this problem where they feel like everything needs to be perfect and produced. And, you know, going to this conference, this marketing conference, it was actually a couple of marketing conferences that happened in Boston. But, you know, I was reminded that gone are those days, you know? And the whole thing enabled grown-ups having fun. I mean, if I were to give you a theme of what this conference was, it was grown-ups having fun. You know, there was a ball pen where, you know, people were playing like they were kids at McDonald's. There was like a swing set, you know, with this like unicorn lighting and it was just gradient cool, perfectly Instagram friendly stuff. And, you know, there was just people walking around with selfie sticks and you could just tell there was a lot of you know, inner child happening. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think what's great about that is that it really liberates us from having to feel like everything we do is professional and produced. You know, coming back from the conference, we took 5,000 flyers to this conference. We took 5,000 flyers there, and we handed out a lot. Side note story, on the flight over there, we realized that we needed another helper. So we looked on Craigslist on the JetBlue flight, and we found an unemployed biologist and we just sent him an email and he said, hey, look, I'm looking for odd work and you know, I'm looking for whatever oh, random yeah. tasks and jobs. So we emailed him and we said, here's the task. Can you help us hand out flyers at the show? And he said, sure, I'm in. So we ended up meeting John. John, if you're listening, thank you so much. And he ended up passing out, you know, 1,000 plus flyers. And I think the funny part about this is that there was some comical moments. You know, we dropped the flyers, the bag fell, we spilled them all over the place. You know, instead of feeling frustrated, we tweeted it. <laughs> and that was liberating for us because it takes the, like, the shame and the embarrassment and it says, you know what, I'm going to create content instead of feeling certain things. So it's definitely a way to liberate yourself from stuff like that. There was another thing that happened is going back to the office, I had my suitcase completely filled because I couldn't take the cardboard boxes, you know, as a, as a checked-in bag. So instead of sort of figuring out a way to neatly organizing those into a box in my office, I just decided to dump those over onto the floor and then do that later. So for about 20 minutes, I had cards all over the office floor, and I decided to tweet that instead of, you know, feeling kind of silly and awkward about that. So I tweeted that, and I mentioned HubSpot inbound, and they they liked it. (laughs) So HubSpot, this multi-billion dollar company, and at least the social team, they decided to like that. And if you guys don't know, getting a like on Twitter is is almost like getting a retweet. So because the algorithms kind of favor the like. So as you start to get a number of those from, you know, influencers and influential brands, your content will be seen. Now, that's not high quality content. That was, you know, vloggy, silly stuff. But some of our other stuff, as you know, is high 
highly educational and long form. So tweet your life, oh, vlog it, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> no, I think that's one of the things I love about Dub is that you guys are out and about. You know, it's a lot of splicing of videos, but it's, it's you and Shannon, you know, out and about, you yeah. know, doing different things. I mean, I that's why I like the videos yeah. personally. Um, gone are the days where you sit at a desk and you sit yeah. in your professional with a white background. I mean, there's a time for that. Yeah. I've created courses where, you know, that is important so people can focus. But I think, you know, the type of videos that you guys produce, that's important. Authenticity, it really does drive engagement. People, you know, will stay on the video longer. You know, there's certain pieces, as you know, as a, as a marketing specialist. Yeah you know, to that piece. So I love that you guys just made it fun. And yeah. I, I might have to go to, to that event next year. That sounds like a blast. Well, I'm noticing that a lot of conferences are like that now. I think, you know, the event, you know, huge shout out to modern, you know, event organizers. I've met some really talented ones in my day. And I think they're just realizing that business conferences are, yes, they're about education. Yes, they're about networking. Yes, they're about generating revenue. But they're also about escaping and having fun in a very positive, very you know productive way. I mean, yes. yeah, you can booze up, and yeah, there's a hundred places that you can get free alcohol. You know, there's other actually a lot of fun things that you can do, like going to cool events and you know putting together groups and maybe tours of the city. And you know, so there's a lot of kind of different things that you can do there as well. Don't get me wrong, I love a good glass of wine or a martini or a whiskey, but you know, mix it up a little bit so that when you come back, you don't feel completely exhausted and, and hungover, frankly. Yeah. Speaking of hangovers, one of the most common giveaways at conferences is hangover kits. You know, the vitamin C kits, I saw probably four people have those. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, wow, it's just, no, there's no holding back anymore. <laughs> Marketers are, I guess, partiers. It's not good for business. <laughs> it's okay. not good for business, or is it good for business? I you don't know, know. <laughs> taking your, and I think as business owners, you can put your health in the back burner. So my goal yeah. is to work harder on my health. But honestly, you're right. I mean, I think you're either drinking to numb the pain or you're drinking because you think that that's what's going to bring you that, you know, those relationships and whatnot. But that's a whole side note, right? Yeah, here's some quick life hacks that I have for conference goers. Number one, you know, really try to eat healthy. Yeah, it's tempting to get the fried stuff and to get the unhealthy yeah. stuff. Try to eat healthy. You'll feel better. Number two is it's hard to go to the gym when you're at a conference or at a hotel. We get that. It's yeah. very difficult to do. No excuses. But at the same time, my little hack is never take escalators or elevators. So at this conference, I think I took the escalator one time and I was going up and down the stairs a lot. Wow. So, but I think the point is that, you know, if you can sneak in those moments to walk and to take the stairs instead of the escalator or the elevator, it's just good for your health. You know, if you are having alcohol, maybe do one every other one, a soda water, you know, hydrate. I think that's really important. You know, vitamin C, you know, good vegetables, fruits, those are always Sleep. good. Sleep. <laughs> Speak to sleep. I, I forgot about sleep. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. It's all, everybody's learning about sleep now, and I recently saw this sleep study, and it would like blew my mind, right? Because we always want to work that extra hour, and you know, it's just crazy, right? So when you love what you do, which I do, it's really easy to put your sleep on the back burner, yes. and that really starts taking a, a toll. So when you're at a conference, maybe you want to go out and have fun, get your sleep. You'll absor absorb a lot more material. Yeah. I had a couple of moments as well to, to meditate during the conference. There's some studies that say that 20 minutes of meditation is the equivalent of four hours of sleep. Google that, you can get your own research on that. Um, but definitely find your mindfulness, find your peace, and create content. I mean, we had a finite time period up until you have to go to that conferencing event right across the street. And so we decided to quickly click record and capture something within approximately 30 minutes and we're we're right about there so any kind of um, closing remarks or closing comments or kind of questions you want to put out there 
No, I would just, you know, it's so great to spend time with you, Ruben, and, and your company is just going to go, it's going to grow so fast, mm. you know, especially with these steps that you guys are making now with partnerships and, you know, just consistently giving that value piece. I just can't wait to see where Dove is going to go and uh, these integrations that you've been doing. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, I would just challenge you as a business owner, you know, what are you doing today to move your business forward, whether it's building relationships, giving that value piece, and uh, what type of analyzing are you doing on the efforts that you are putting forth? Are you analyzing what kind of results you're getting? So yeah. I, I challenge you to, to keep a close eye on that. And if you're working with somebody that's not giving you that data, you might want to rethink that because the data is where the truth lies, right? Yes. Well, that's, that's a good challenge. I personally am going to accept that challenge. I'm going to focus on attribution, focus on testing, focus on AB, and building the brand voice. And I think that those are really important things. Carrie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your service as a vet. It means the world to us. And, you know, let's continue the conversation and let's continue the relationship. So thanks so much. Thanks, Ruben. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks, Carrie.